Adventures in Teaching. Stories of creativity, relationships, excitement, and suspense from the university and K-12 classroom. Brought to you by KELT, the Center for Excellence in Learning and Teaching at Thompson Rivers University. In part two of Engaging Research, we will hear from our guest, Dr. Will Garrett-Petz, who is Associate Vice President of Research and Graduate Studies and is an English professor, and Rob Shane, who is Assistant Superintendent of Elementary Schools and is a elementary teacher trained. And they're going to be talking about Heritage Fair, which is a research project-based learning experience for elementary students. Let's hear how they've engaged in research with these students. about your experience with with research and students and in particular Heritage Fair because that's where that's where the research um, was grounded so can you tell me a story about what first of all perhaps a little bit about what Heritage Fair is in terms of a research opportunity for younger students and then where you went with that well let me let me just say that we've worked together on Heritage Fairs uh, both uh, providing uh, venues for them uh, helping coordinate them and then studying them together, and we've we've presented about uh, the heritage fairs, et cetera, together at uh, local conferences, international conferences, and all sorts of all sorts of venues. So so we're fairly well rehearsed when it comes to this, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. but but also kind of uh, dependent on one another too. You know, Rob bring brings that wealth of experience from the school system. And, and I brought a, a, a kind of a research lens to the whole phenomenon. But Rob, why don't you tell us what it is? Yeah, I can t- I, maybe I'll begin by, by talking about sort of where, where I came in um, into sort of awareness of the Heritage Fair. I was principal of a school called Barrier Elementary. And at the time, I was really into curriculum. I was doing a diploma in curriculum, and uh, I was trying to get my head wrapped around the best way and most efficient way that you could engage kids for meaningful experiences and uh, in a matter or in a manner that they would uh, learn to to love the subject. And at the time, if my memory is correct, um, social studies was organized around some major themes, and uh, and they were um, you know politics and law, society and culture, the environment, the economy, and there was something called the application of social studies. And the application of social studies is kind of what we'd call inquiry. You know, you you kind of find a question and you and you research it and uh, and uh, and you present it and um, and share your learning and so on. So. Um, at the time, I remember having a discussion at a staff meeting with uh, with our uh, with our teachers in terms of, you know, what are we doing around inquiry? What are we doing around the application of social studies? Because you know, most people were using a textbook, and and the closest thing it looked like was kind of like a book report. And along came Dr. Wolf Garrett Petz, and uh, who had uh, been working with another researcher. 
around the area of uh, of early childhood uh, learning and, and had gone to Reggio Emilio and uh, had uh, become very familiar with uh, artists in the classroom and representing knowledge in, in other ways and, and through visual means. And kind of that was where our, I believe our relationship was born, was, was is the Heritage Fair a vehicle by which inquiry and deeper learning can flourish? And, uh, and lo and behold, with the help and, uh, and leadership of, of Thompson Rivers University and, uh, and Will in particular, um, what we found was students uh, were able to, um, were able to, you know, one of our school district goals is to connect uh, students to their passions. Well, when you're, uh, you know, nine, ten years old, one of your passions is, is yourself. One of your passions is your family. <laughs> one of your passions is your is your community. So uh, we had students um, beginning to uh, to ask questions about, you know, who are they, uh, where are they from, and who are their grandparents, and what do they do, and and uh, why is this building here in our community? And uh, through primary research, we're we're producing these incredibly detailed. Um, research projects that, and if I were to tell you, one of my, my first most positive memories was our very first Heritage Fair in uh, in Barrier Elementary School. And in as much as I was amazed at the quality and the depth of the, uh, of the work that students had done around um, their various topics, uh, what I was even more impressed was the number of of community members that came to our uh, presentations of learning and their unbridled enthusiasm and support for what the students had done most who weren't even their children but uh, but they they knew uh, uh, they knew of the kids and knew what they were doing because it was a testament kind of to to themselves as well so uh, so that first initial experience really demonstrated to me what deeper learning can look like it demonstrated to me what uh, what community involvement can look like and uh, it uh, it demonstrated to me what uh, you know what students can actually do to will's earlier point when you when you set high standards and give them the opportunity to uh, to do more than uh, than we normally ask them to do yeah it's astounding the level of work that grade four and grade five students can achieve. These these little history fair or, or historic affair or heritage fair, they go by all those different names, projects, uh, can be those little cardboard um, displays, those three hinged <laughs> display boards yeah. uh, with um, some photographs and, and, and some writing attached to them. But they can also be so much more. They turned into performances. They they turned into um, deep inquiries. I mean, it, it is, in essence, a project-based approach to learning. And uh, uh, Rob, you, you, you mentioned the Reggio approach um, and, and Reggio Emilia, which is early childhood education, which certainly influenced uh, and captured my attention. Uh, we went there t- um, as part of a delegation to learn about uh, multimodal and early childhood approaches to education came back, if not converts, uh, certainly enthusiasts for uh, that particular approach, which asks students to follow their passions, exactly as you said, Rob, um, to uh, think of the teaching role as scaffolding uh, that, that inquiry and taking the students as far as they possibly can go uh, documenting that all the way along, 
documenting it verbally, documenting it visually, uh, creating uh, uh, visible memories. They speak of the story of the room there as being a space that's created where, where, where they document the process of learning with photographs and with annotations and with the students' own words put up on the walls of their classroom so that they can revisit the the learning activity that they've been involved with, whether it be a field trip or a discussion or whatever it might be. And so that's what was going on in Reggio and then came across these Heritage Fair projects and saw that as a wonderful Canadian vehicle. Uh, it, It is a Canadian phenomenon. At one point, they had 350 um, children a year in Canada when it was supported by the Bronfman Foundation involved in these heritage fairs. 350,000. Did I say 1,000? 350,000, yeah. Yeah, 350,000 children across Canada involved. And uh, we were the first or second site in Kamloops for those those heritage fairs. So we, we've got a, a long-standing investment in them. Well, I saw so many similarities between the inquiry-based learning, the um, the idea of supporting uh, student inquiry and and the, the model of a journey uh, being so so key, and 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 that confidence that that children are only restricted by the expectations of others in terms of their learning. If they don't know just how much they can do. Uh, you'll see grade four and grade five inquiry projects every bit as strong as first and second year university in terms of their content, in terms of of their direction. They might not have the same language, they might not be as polished, but that level of inquiry and that sense of of engagement with the the learning experience is absolutely palpable in those Heritage Fair projects. So it was enormously exciting and, and great to work with Rob and the other teachers on, on finding out more about that. So there's a perception, and I'm, I'm being provocative here, there's a perception, I think, in broad society perhaps, that research, and, that, and Rob, you said primary research. That was a key word you used. Primary research really should be done, ought to be done, is done by those who've already got a doctorate and are already in some sort of a research institution like a university. Um, is this kind of turning it on the ear that, that maybe the whole idea of primary research can be done by anyone? Yes, please. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a publicly engaged university. We're an open access research university. You put those four words together and, and you've, you've got a really interesting educational puzzle, but also challenge, but I think also something to, to really celebrate. And research is at the center of that. But research as defined by community members might be different than somebody who's, who's got a PhD in a particular area. But what we need to do is um, make sure that those people are engaged together, that they're in a dialogue together. Looking at what the children were doing with the heritage fairs and recognizing that that was indeed in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, was primary research of the kind that we might normally reserve for senior level undergraduate students at a university or say that's the stuff of graduate studies i think i think the work of those children puts the lie to that and says no that true inquiry 
is just that. It's inquiry. It's, it's self-driven. It's driven by the community that you're a part of, whether it's your family and your immediate, uh, your immediate uh, mentors, if you're very young, or um, maybe a much more self-directed uh, later in life. But we're all capable of engaging in research. Research is everywhere. It, it, it's not the enclave of those who just have certain uh, training and certification. And if it is only that, then we're failing, I think, as schools and as universities. What a great sum up. Are there any, are there any other stories you want to tell or anything else that you might think is a good summary of our conversation? <laughs> Talk about, Rob, some of the students that uh, remember when they were talking about their projects and, and the value of, the, of it, because we've been talking about it as, as teachers. Right. And what a great conversation. And thank you, John, for that. It's, it's, it's really good. But, but from the perspective of, uh, of the students, the, what they had to say about the value of their projects, because we interviewed them as part of our research mm-hmm. that we were doing. And uh, yeah. these, these were things that, they, unlike other, other assignments in school, as one kid said, this isn't something you crumple up and throw away. Yeah. They, they, they keep them for years, yeah. and, or their parents keep them for years. We only just threw away our kid's project about a couple of years ago. <laughs> He's 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, this one, this one is, is kind of a, you know, causes your allergies to perhaps, uh, you know, happen because uh, he, was, uh, he was about a grade 7 student, and he was doing a research report on his grandpa. His grandpa was in the Manitoba Hall of Fame for softball. And uh, and he was a little bit of a baseball player, and uh, so he, you know, his grandpa was very good. So he was, he began doing uh, a research and asking his, his grandpa all about um, all about uh, his experience as a, as a ball player in Manitoba. And and before he could complete his project, his grandpa died, and uh, had passed away. And the boy uh, um, completed the project, and then he set up his project at the funeral. And, you know, he was wearing his grandpa's, uh, uh, you know, um, coat, that uh, is a softball coat, which was, you know, three sizes too small for him. And and uh, and as, as people were, would come into the funeral, um, you know, they would see the grandson there with his project, and they'd go by and, and talk to him. And as a you know, testimony to his love of his grandfather, but also his love of his sport, he had this, he knew everything about his grandpa, everything about Manitoba softball, uh, everything about his family um, that was important, and uh, and you know it was it was moving not only for you know um, his immediate family but also for everyone else who went to the to the service, and I think that sort of that sort of commitment and personal connection that people have with their learning is what we want kids to take away from it. Something that that is a passion that will. Uh, that will, you know, keep the fires burning in their belly for years to come, and uh, and, and and I mean that's a that's a simple example of of a boy who, who uh, you know, he just didn't when Grandpa died, the project was done. He finished it off, and he saw it to the end. And and as his grandmother said to him, you know, your grandpa's not here to the, to see the uh, to see the project, but you know what? I think he is. Yeah. You know, he sees <laughs> it anyway. And uh, I, that was that was uh, an example of the power, I think, of 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 the uh, of the inquiry in, in Heritage Fair. Well, thank you for the two of you for coming to this podcast and for having this wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Dr. Tushman. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. 
Research isn't just something for academics or for universities. Research is actually a teaching method. It's a way of engaging students and communities in an inquiry-based project to look at the primary sources for research and contributing back to the community and to the learning of the student. Thanks to Dr. Will Garrett-Petz, Associate Vice President of Research and Graduate Studies at Thompson Rivers University, and Rob Shane, Assistant Superintendent of Elementary Schools at School 673. My name is John Churchley. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and not the university. The music for this podcast was by Canadian guitarist Emma Rush from her album Canadiana, and the song was Stan Rogers' Northwest Passage. This has been Adventures in Teaching. Brought to you by KELT, the Center for Excellence in Learning and Teaching at Thompson Rivers University. 